Let's head to the senior reporter for Vegas Insider joining us right now on the BetQL line. It's our guy, Patrick Everson. Patrick, thanks for joining the show. Good to hear your voice again, my man. How you doing? Got, got a new gig going now. Uh, new gig going, which is fantastic. I'm grateful. I'm excited. And uh, just as excited to be back on your airwaves, your live stream. Maybe it's not airwaves, but uh, whatever we're calling this in the digital age. Uh, grateful to the, for the, to the two of you for uh, having me on this evening. Let's let's chat. Patrick, for sure, man. And I don't actually don't know what to call it. We're on radio. We're on the Internet. We're just everywhere. So I'm just going to call it the entertainment or content. We can just write it off as content. Um, I'm looking right. at one of these games. Of course, it's Ohio State. All, right. All attention is on sure. Ohio State uh, in this game. They're, what, 17-point favorites now as they're taking on Notre Dame. Both these teams in the top five of the preseason, <laughs> or the AP Top 25, actually, but already a 17-point spread. C.J. Stroud, of course, one of the Heisman favorites in that Ohio State team, always retools and People not feeling that good about Notre Dame, even though the odds makers or excuse me, the, the voting panel has them at as a top five team as the fifth best team in the nation. What do you have to make of this game and what's the what's the movement look like so far? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, I kind of led my article with it this week at VegasInsider.com on how you've got, you know, two big games between, you know, two top five teams and then you've got a number 12 Oregon and third-ranked Georgia, and you have these massive spreads. If Notre Dame is the fifth-best team in the country and they're getting 17 points at Ohio State, that speaks, very, that, that speaks volumes to what the odds makers think and, to, and to perhaps the talent gap between, like, second and third and fifth. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a gully. It's like a gully, a canyon. But I was talking with one odds maker about this this week, and, uh, and I've gotten some other numbers to back it up as well, but – uh, what he told me was, he said, the public is grabbing the points with Notre Dame, but this number has gone up. It opened at 14 and a half. And uh, as you point out, 17, I think some places may even have 17 and a half at this point. Uh, but he said the public is grabbing the points while sharp action is on Ohio State. I think the sharps are probably laid off by now. If they were betting it, you know, 14 and a half, 15, 15 and a half, 16, maybe. But I think 17 seems to kind of be the resistance point uh, on that. But uh, the public seems to like the points with Notre Dame. Notre Dame's always a public team. I mean, Ohio State certainly doesn't lack for public opinion as well. But uh, uh, I, I can't see how when you start factoring in things like money line parlays and parlays and teasers and so forth, how the book is uh, – I, I, would, I would think that the book will need Notre Dame here. But maybe the public stays on. It is a pile of points for the team that's allegedly fifth in the nation. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, 12th-ranked Oregon Ducks, my team, my team that I went to, and they go to Athens, Georgia, with Dan Lanning in hand as their coach, no longer the defensive coordinator for Georgia. A line, I forgive me if I'm wrong. Did it did it open up at 14? Well, I think it depends on where you were at. Uh, the the odds maker I spoke with actually opened it pretty, you know, may may have been higher, but I have 18 and a half. I'm not sure if others. You know, if this, if this book may have gotten on board a little bit earlier or a little bit later, I should say, after some of this was already in motion, mm-hmm. that could very well be the case. 17 and a half and now bet. on BetMGM. Exactly. And this book, uh, the, the, the one odds maker I spoke with, they opened 18 and a half down to 17 and a half. Wow. But really good two-way action on this matchup. Uh, it, it's, it's basically, you know, Oregon taking, you know, a, slightly, a slight majority of tickets, getting all those points and Georgia taking a very slight majority of money. But I do think that come Saturday, you know, again, parlays, money line parlays, teasers, I think Georgia defending national champion, the SEC team, 
basically, look, this is a neutral side game, but let's not kid ourselves here. It's in, it's in Atlanta. It's a quasi, it's, you know, it's a best, a quasi neutral side game. Um, I think there's going to be plenty of money, plenty more money rolling in as we get to the weekend on Georgia. I can't, I can't see how the books aren't going to need the, the ducks in this one. Patrick, what are we doing with Penn State, or what have you seen with Penn State, rather? I, I feel just down with them as a team this year. I think the last time I checked, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, as they take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue, mm-hmm. they were 9-4 and four last year. Um, it's it's weird to see that spread because, I mean, the Lions, they were they were underdogs to Arkansas in that Outback Bowl, and they lost 24-10. I'm so down on them. But what, what are you seeing in terms of what the public's thinking, the Sharps are thinking, and, and what is needed in this game from all parties involved? Well, it's interesting. And looking at two different odds makers that I'm dealing with uh, on this game, uh, Quinn, it looks like you're on the side of the sports books if you're down on Penn State, but you're not necessarily on the side of of the uh, of where the action is. So you're gonna you're you're gonna be what the sports books need might be what you need if you're down on Penn State. And you decide you want to go the other way with Purdue. And one odds maker I spoke with uh, noted ticket count point again on the point spread, just sitting three and a half, fairly stable at three and a half. However, uh, they haven't. Well, they haven't moved much. Took account two to one money, almost three to one on Penn State. And again, that's a that's a Thursday night game, so right around the corner here. And the operator said Purdue will be one of our bigger needs this week. And then just looking at some numbers from it from another book week here, it's literally four to one tickets and money on Penn State um, with with another large uh, national brand. And so surely they're going to need Purdue as well. So uh, if you're feeling you're down on them, well, look. The uh, the odds makers are going to be on your side and hope that Penn State has a has a rough and tumble night tomorrow night against uh, against Purdue. What's going or on Thursday night? I should say. Yeah. What What's going on, Pat, with uh, Cincy, Arkansas? Because I think there are a lot of people maybe who haven't been paying attention. They see Cincinnati go to the college football playoff and they wonder, okay, why are they six point dogs against uh, Arkansas, who's a ranked team? Not knowing that how many people that they ended up losing, um, whether that's the transfer portal or to the draft. Um, what, right, what right. are the, what's the, what's the line movement been like on this and, and what are, what is Vegas sort of seeing in terms of how they're handicapping this? Right. Well, I spoke with one odds maker who opened this at six and a half and got to five and a half over the past few days. And then it looks like they've just recently adjusted back to six, mm-hmm. um, pretty close to two way money, uh, slightly in toward Arkansas, a little bit more in the way of Arkansas tickets, about two to one Arkansas on the ticket count. But in the, in, with that move to five and a half, uh, the odd taker said there was sharp play on Cincinnati plus six and a half. Obviously, it's a, it's a different team than last year, and it's reflected. I mean, they're ranked, but it's reflected in the ranking number twenty three. And you know, there's there's the, the SEC is just you know it's really good. It's always really good, and Arkansas happens to be ranked right now too, and 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 that could be playing into too a little bit of SEC bias. Obviously, you know Georgia, a massive favorite against uh, against Oregon, which is ranked you know, significant, you know, a number 12. So uh, there may be some SEC bias in there, but at least early on, some sharp play on Cincinnati, but it looks like the public play is, is the Razorbacks. We're joined now by Patrick Everson of Vegas Insider. He's our Vegas Insider and senior um, insider over there with Vegas Insider. I've just said that way too many times. You can always listen to this back <laughs> on the Odyssey app. Just type in bet MGM tonight. Um, let's talk about this, this uh, Clemson game. We just finished talking to Mark Drumheller about it. I think Clemson is so interesting <laughs> because – a lot of us uh, out there are lower on Clemson because, of course, the last time we saw them, they had struggles specifically at the quarterback position. We know their defense is great, mm-hmm. but the quarterback is a huge question mark. Leave it mm-hmm. to the schedule makers to have Clemson play Monday night, their first game, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. 
This game is going to be important to a lot of people. Now, of course, they're 17 point mm-hmm. favorites in this one or 21 and a half point favorites, excuse me, against Georgia Tech. What does Vegas need for this? One? What do the books need? What are the what's the public rooting for? I feel like this is a perfect spot for the last leg of some parlays and just a chase spot as well, seeing as though, you know, you got what until 9-10 Alabama, Texas to start betting some real football again. Absolutely. And you hit it right on the head with that last sentiment regarding parlays, the last legs and so forth. The Osmega I spoke about this. Liability is already, you know, pretty pretty decent on Clemson. And this is before really everybody rolls in for the weekend. And this is, again, a standalone game on Monday night. Obviously, there's no NFL competing with it yet. So it's going to have a lot of eyeballs, even though it's, you know, based on the spread. It's not, it's not expected to be a, uh, a great game. Uh, there's going to be a ton of eyeballs because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be taking it all in. So, uh, the offer said liability will likely grow since Clemson, to your point, Quentin, will be the last leg of a lot of parlays. Totally expecting that. And even on the spread right now, two to one tickets, two to one money on Clemson. Uh, and again, to your point, opened 18, up to 21 and a half. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of Clemson play. I don't know, man. I, I'm with. It seems like you're not exactly sold on, on Clemson, Quentin. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm sure not. I am either after what, I've, after what I've seen, you know, last season and so forth. Um, it wasn't like they got a riveting win. I mean, they went, you know, they went from being in the CFP like every year mm-hmm. to having to play in the Cheez-It Bowl and only beating Iowa State by a touchdown. So, and they were only two-point favorites. I guess they covered, so give them that. But that's a long way. That, that's, that's quite a drop-off from being in a CFP against Ohio State or Alabama or something like that. You talk about SEC bias, Pat, and I'm looking here at Florida at home in the swamp in a night spot against Utah, who I love. I took Utah in their win total. I took them to win the Pac-12. And, you know, they return a bunch of guys, and and Florida's kind of been up and down. They've had some different coaching regimes. Um, What's the story in terms of what line movement we've seen with this? I remember when it opened, I want to say that Utah was just maybe a a two-point favorite or two-and-a-half-point favorite. Lines moved all the way up to – well, not all the way, but up to three. Right, and that's at some spots. The oddsmaker I spoke with, they actually opened one and a half, real slim. Right. But still, Utah on the road in the swamp. And look, Utah is, is, is seen as a top-ten team. Florida is not ranked. So I get it in that sense. But boy, a night game in the swamp, Trista, it's just like, do you really want to step in front of that? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'd want to step in front of it. But uh, the oddsmaker I spoke with said at least early on, the public is siding with the small road chalk. He expects the book is going to, uh, is going to need Florida, and like I said, the point, the the, the number uh, uh, is up is up to two and a half. I believe they opened in May or early June, and they went to two and a half in late July. Pretty much sitting at two and a half steady right now. But we got you know things are going to pick up in the next couple of days. I just it's an interesting spot. You're right. They're traveling to the swamp to play at night, and it's the Pac-12, which you know every year seems to find a way to kind of mess things up and, and play their way out of the college football playoff. They got, they have to win games like this. If they're going to, before it even starts, they're going to be considered for the CFP. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Patrick, before we get you out of here, anything else that we need to know of, of any games upcoming that just of note, just some tidbits of information that you can give us, or also just week zero just passed us by. I know a lot of gamblers were waiting for week zero to come so they can get uh, just a taste of college football handicap. Any good stories or any uh, piece of information we need to take with us from week zero of football betting? Well, I, I mean, from, from week zero, I think they got a, uh, a good, a generally a good result out of that Nebraska game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the odds makers I heard from, they weren't necessarily buying Nebraska as that, uh, as, as that high a chalk. So that obviously worked out well. 
Um, I, and I'll throw in one more from uh, just from the week one. Florida State LSU, only because LSU has now got Brian Kelly in the fold, new coach and so forth. Didn't you know Florida State didn't make a bowl game last year, and LSU wasn't that good. But uh, LSU up a point in this game, two and a half to three and a half, I believe. Um, and an early mix of public and sharp play on LSU, so they're kind of liking. And that's a Sunday night standalone game. To your point, Trista, in in at LSU, um, you know it's a tough place to play a night game, so uh, it could be that could be interesting as well. Good stuff. All right, Patrick Everson, thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to talk to you soon, and congratulations once again on the new job, brother. I appreciate it. You too. Have a great rest of the week.